When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Won't back down. With Will Levinson, Jake Lehman, and Sam Petosa. We have hired another coach here in Gainesville, Florida. This time, it is Chris Couch, who has been named the Game Changer Coordinator here at the University of Florida Gators football. And what I have to say to that, Jake Lehman and Big Will Levinson, every Army needs a drill sergeant. Yeah, that works. And, I mean, we actually have hired, including him, three coaches since uh, we last podcasted. We did not get Eric Henderson. We, you know, that was close, I think. What he probably just wants to stay with the Rams, maybe chase a I, NFL DC role. I, I, I get, I, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I think for him personally, it probably made, made more sense for him to right. stay. I'm, I was surprised he was going to come. I mean, from my standpoint, where I, you know, I'd heard that he was coming, I saw a press release that was ready to go out that he said he was going to come, but something, something well, happened delayed in the day. It's okay, Thursday. though. And it fell through, and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I just think Eric Henderson is like the rest of us and loves seeing big Will sources be wrong. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly. Right. Well, well, it's okay, though, because you talk about drill sergeant. Sean Spencer, Coach Chaos, that's our drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he he recruited Micah Parsons, he recruited Taquan Barkley, went to the Giants. I mean, the Giants actually had a pretty good defensive line this year. I mean, they didn't get... They did. They they don't have great edge rushers, but guys like... Who who do they even have on the inside? Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, yeah. They still have Dalvin Tomlinson. I think they have Leonard Williams also. Yeah, they have Leonard Williams, they have... Aziz Ojolari had eight sacks. Yeah, but no, Spencer, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a... Uh, yeah, they, they made O'Shane exhibit is not terrible. O'Shane. Yeah, honestly, it was out of left field. I wasn't really expecting that, but yeah, I think it's a good hire. I mean, I, yeah. I'm trying to find the video. It was a video I saw of him If he was there with until the 2019, speech. that means he recruited guys like Adolf, Adolfe Owe. That means he recruited yeah, guys he was like the pri- Shaka Tony. He was the primary on yeah. Saquon, and so as the defensive line coach, you know. I think the common thread that we're oh, seeing Dante, with oh, yeah. the staff Billy's putting together, regardless of where you're from, regardless of what you coach, whether you're you know an on-field coach, an analyst, you can recruit. You have to have recruiting shops. Even exactly. this this game changer coordinator, he we're hiring him as an off-field analyst role. He was the recruiting coordinator at Tulane before his previous role. So recruiting, I mean, it's 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 just a complete 180. It's so beautiful. I, yeah, it's unbelievable yep. just to see just the day in day out pictures of Billy on the trail, and I I cannot even picture Dan Mullen on the trail. I can't picture it. No, I think it's fitting that this guy's <laughs> name is Couch, and he is the game changer coordinator. Because depending on where I am on the couch when I play NCAA 14, it actually is a game changer. Because if I have a terrible view of the TV, I'm going to lose the game. And I I resonate with you, Coach Couch. We are game changers, me and you. 
No. People like us are is game Co- changers. Is Coach Gaultier still with the Maryland Terrapins? Actually, no. I do have a big announcement to make for everyone, even though it's been underway for about a season now. Mm-hmm. Dick Altieri has left the University of Maryland. It was heartbreaking. He was sobbing in the locker room after we won our third national championship. But he had to be the GOAT successor at the University of Alabama. It's a big accomplishment. I'm really proud. My parents are proud of me. I think we're going to hang it up on the wall. It's big. There you go. Well, Coach Galtieri moving on to Alabama. Sean Spencer hired as the D-line coach and co-D coordinator. But that's the the last on-field hire was made, well, I think it was I, Tuesday. I want to say something about Couch real quick. Because Go for it, yeah. Interesting, from OnlyGators.com, uh, Adam Silverstein, he, he mentioned that last season there were only seven FBS teams without an on-field coach who had a special teams role. And with Couch being, as you said, an off-field analyst special teams role, the Gators are not going to have a special teams coach on the field next year. So they will be one of, assuming it's the same number, one of you know, seven or eight teams that will be without an on-field special teams coach next year, which is, you know, it's, as I think that Billy has the game management capabilities. And I think he's got a plan because technically one of our coaches on staff last year was the quote-unquote special teams coordinator. It was Greg Knox. So right. He was also the running back coach. Right. We didn't really have a special teams coordinator, right. and it showed because the special teams were Awful. So but there really was, is nowhere to go. The but there's nowhere to go but up. It made no sense because that was the thing under McElwain that like we could we never could return a kick under McElwain. Like we can never block a punt. And they're like, oh, this guy Greg Knox is going to come in. I, well, now now our well, our kick at least from last year our kicking will improve. Not when uh, once once Ian Fiore walks onto the team, and and and, and gets a, a big a big role as a, as a kicker. Is he a good kicker? Apparently, he's a soccer. Why not? Soccer kid. Why not Trey Smack? The five star. Well, apparently, according to Ian Fiore, Trey Smack is not that good. Okay, that like, no <laughs> shit. Like you're talking about your competition isn't that good. <laughs> like fucking Ngannou saying like, oh, I knocked out Cyril with a high kick. You, there's no evidence of that. Like, well, what well, are you? You taking Fiore's word for it? You think he's better than a five star kicker? N- no, I didn't, uh, no, he didn't say he was better. Ian Fiore told me his goal is to be the backup kicker. That's okay. the goal. And that, that's That'd be goal. cool. Shoot cool. for the stars, aim for the moon. But uh, smart. Well, that's the kicker. But talk about not being able to return kicks. I, I mean, Callaway was the yeah, only the, the last impactful exactly. kicker turn. I remember oh, that was Fenley Graham, uh, at least friend I'll, of the I'll show, Fenley Graham, though, tweeted like, uh, tweeted yes, my that. type of guy. Yeah, I, no, he good. knows it's, his time is coming. Fenley Graham's and we're all excited Fenley for Fenley Graham's it. time is officially coming. The re- the entire city of Gainesville can finally rejoice. Graham is going to be the best kicker turner in the country next year. But we're starting the family chant when he takes Freddie it back. I Swain as a kick mm-hmm. punt returner because he was just so reliable. He, okay, I forgot about him. Because I Fred, forgot about him. He wasn't him. like yeah. a great – he was nowhere – had nowhere the elite returning abilities like Callaway, but you just trusted him to make the right decision. And that that's a big part of it. It's more than just being electric. He Like, Jakeem Grant, you know, electric punt returner, but the guy would muff everything and would – make the wrong decision on when to return it. Freddie Swain wasn't a great returner, would average, you know, five to six yards per return, but he would make the right decision, know when to let it go and when to catch it, and he all never left any punts. I think we're all kind of doing a disservice to Kadarius Tony here. Tony was awesome as a punt returner he last was, year. When we let him, but, I mean, how many... Well, yeah, I mean, because he was hurt half the season. You could probably like, count on one hand the amount that he actually returned. But, yes, I, the one I against Kentucky was electric. I have a scorching hot take here. Actually, it's kind of a cold take. A medium take for those who are nostalgic. Um, but I think I don't think Tony will ever play a full season in his NFL career. Because he never played a full season no. in his college career. It, I, I just, that man just can't stay healthy. Like, I feel like the way he plays is, like, 
puts him in more danger. Well, so last night we had some late night YouTube viewing, which, by the way, 1 a.m. on the couch just watching sports YouTube videos, old clips of your favorite team. If any ladies are listening to the show and want the answer to the, the age-old question of how do I make a man happy, that, that is that every male's dream is just watching the, the old sports YouTube videos. And so I spent a couple hours doing that last night with my friend Brandon, and we were... Beef stew. Who are we just talking about? We're talking about Tony? We're talking about Tony. No. Yeah, well, the, the, FSU, the FSU game where he somehow oh, didn't the, tear the, his ACL yeah, on... Do you know the play I'm talking the, about? No, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was... How did he... Game. His, his yeah. foot, like, stuck into the ground, and then he just, yeah. like, shifted his leg and his entire body in the complete opposite direction of his leg, which stayed in one spot, and then just completely... We watched the 12-minute long... Um, the defender got hurt. Neil, Neil, Neil Shulman put together uh, Kadarius Tony career highlight reel, and yeah, it, it's, it's just... fun to watch. I forgot Kedaris how much Tony, his freshman year we played him at Wildcat quarterback because Kedaris, we had no other options. Kadarius Tony, like at least as a punt returner, especially when he wore number four, just reminds me of exactly like Andre Debose. The way that they, I mean, the, the, as, but yeah, as when he put returner. on the one, then he started reminding me of Harden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, because then he turned on. To that he was role. just a, oh man. We talk about Pitts all the time. We talk about Trask all the time. But I don't know if Tony always gets his flowers for his role that season. He was nothing short of phenomenal. He really evolved into a guy we talked about as a wildcat quarterback, a guy just we talked about as a playmaker. He evolved into a wide receiver. receiver. He was a true number one receiver. If you want to talk about what really was the X factor. He was a first round pick. I would agree. If you want to honestly talk about what was the X factor um, from the 2019 offense, which was solid, evolving into the unstoppable, you know, record breaking 2020 offense, the continued development of Trask, yes, Pitts becoming that much more of a mutant in another year, yes. But really, the main, main difference was that uh, Tony's evolution, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. In he, the week one against Ole Miss, in the first quarter, like, you knew right away. Well, I think Pitts was more of the story of that game. But he, even when Pitts was out, Tony But Tony up. actually running routes. Yeah, Tony was just... <laughs> he was good. I mean, you got to credit Billy Gonzalez for that, I guess. And it gave better... Because you had to put men, your best corners on Pitts and Tony... And then we're, you got to go on single coverage against a guy like Trayvon Grimes, who's a great 50-50 ball receiver. Eight, nine yeah. touchdowns. Moss, Even Patrick Justin Surtain, Shorter, yeah. Shorter was so much better. But, mm-hmm. man, we're talking about the good old days. Our receivers are going to – who, who even are our receivers next year? Well, Shorter, the Mario Moore. Williams stream is dead because Yeah, he, I think that was a won't-back-down force narrative. Yeah, Big Will, wasn't wanna, that your sources once again? I, I didn't say it was my sources. I said that it was, it was a good chance. He got, I thought he was going to I don't know. I thought there was some, there was some real changes. But then, no, I, my sources, once I realized that Caleb Williams entered the portal, I knew he was going to go wherever Caleb Williams went. Which is interesting because Mario transferred to USC, pretty much giving away the fact that, yeah, Caleb's going to go there too, but he hasn't officially transferred yet. I'm not. I, no, I know. When I, are you going to transfer, Caleb? I expected this to go out for like at least a month. Do you think but he just doesn't want to go to class? Is that it? Yeah, Does he not want to enroll in a school? Did you see that it's between LSU and USC? He's going to USC. I mean, he's going to USC. it just seems like he's just extending this farther than it. He's going to USC. Why would you go to LSU? Brian Kelly's never developed a quarterback. He's going to USC. He's going to USC. It, it, it literally couldn't make any more sense. Yeah, Mar- Mario gave it away, in my opinion. Because Mario said we're a package deal. Yeah, no, he's going to USC. He's going to USC, but yeah, come on. They're probably planning some like big reveal. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to go to class. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good point. What if like you just entered, doesn't want to go to school? What if you just entered the transfer portal every year just because you didn't want to go to class? 
Brilliant. Speaking of which, you took every you spring off from. I mean, you never graduate. We didn't talk school about that way. But, but if you do it the right. You don't need to graduate. You don't need. To, you don't need to graduate if you're going to go to the league. You don't need. To. We haven't talked about the shortest lived portal experience in the history of college football, which occurred <sighs> last night. One minute away from, from all time greatness. All t- just you could have waited <laughs> one man. more minute. All, like, I one mean, more Blake, minute. Blake Alden blew. He's. I think Matt Zion is Zenitz. Zenitz. The on three guy. On three guy. The portal guy. Yeah. He was sixty nine minutes. Apart from the initial report to his report was sixty nine minutes, but Blake Alderman was sixty eight minutes. Blake, man, just give it sixty seconds longer. It was for for everyone. It's too maybe bad. he has a more mature sense of humor than you do. He doesn't want to entertain people like you. Okay, not. <laughs> well, uh, that's a reach. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. Maybe he doesn't want to entertain the immature folks like Will Levinson. Well, that would be disappointing because well, we could have had a great night. We could have had a great, we could have had a great nice. It would have been, it would been a communal nice. Nice. A communal nice. But it's still nice that he's not transferring. I uh, have heard that he's backed out of his hub lease. But um, <laughs> Probably going to go to the standard. Yeah, so he's just basically just tra- he, entering yeah, the apartment, tra- he, yeah, the resident portal. Yeah, he meant to enter his name in the apartment transfer <laughs> portal. Exactly. He clicked the long he wrong transfer way. portal. He had resident portal and transfer portal just, you know, in two separate tabs. He clicked the wrong one, but. Then he gets like a Twitter notification. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I'm in the transfer portal. No, no, no. <laughs> it's good he's coming back. Trying we, to go to the standard, him. man. We need him. He, and he's another one of those guys who should have been played more by the past regime. I think he he definitely should have a bigger role next year. He should be anchoring the defense. Yeah. I mean, he was everything in that bowl. He was the whole defense. The entire defense. Oh, I, yeah. I guess I'll talk about my Hula Bowl experience. Oh, yeah. yeah you I should. Talk about but, it. I mean, just a quick aside. Like, I was watching the condensed footage um, with Brandon Stewart and Evan Joseph last night of the 2015 Florida-Tennessee game. And watching it, I was just thinking, like, Tyron Hopper is the only guy on this past team's current defense who I really think, like, would belong on the field with those guys. Yeah, I agree. Just the way that they swarmed to the football, the way they hit people. Oh, yeah, fast physical. Hopper and maybe Gervon, but that's it. Fast physical that's aggressive, it. that was Mullen's motto. Only one sometimes. guy actually played, like, fast physical aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Brenton Cox sometimes. I'm hoping that Coach Chaos... Brenton Cox needs to stop the run. I would love to see, like, Brenton Cox, like, really take those next steps with Coach Chaos. He could. I, I think that's this is the right guy that can do it for him, because sometimes it's just like a motor thing. We know that he's got the talent. Yeah, absolutely. And he'll show it. Like, the last two games of the year, he was almost a block. He was he turned on another to another Florida level. Florida State, yeah, they couldn't block him. So. Um, and speaking of linebackers, we, I, I guess we should um, mention that we, we our last uh, on field assistant hire, Jay Bateman, inside linebackers coach, was the DC at North Carolina. Not right? quite the most successful the play calling tenure for North Carolina. Their defense is pretty abysmal. But going back to being a position coach, proven chops as a recruiter, I think it's. A solid hire. Yeah, it's a solid hire. North Carolina they was hired Gene yeah. Chizik instead of North Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, they took him my off dad, the SEC network. My, yeah, Gene Chizik was once on a cruise that my parents were on, and my dad sat down next to him at the blackjack table one time. He, <laughs> said, he said he was a jackass. Really? <laughs> he yeah. seemed, he, on, I could, I He's could, probably I could. just grumpy that a jackass at the blackjack that his table? championship has an asterisk next to it. Exactly. He's probably just grumpy, like, oh, that damn Cam Newton took all my credit. And he has. <laughs> Two less titles than Alabama. Alabama's new head coach, also. So, yeah, who got what? I said he has two less titles than Bama's new coach, Dicky. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean Dicky. Dicky's an all-time great. Mm-hmm. But uh, three three national championships. Oof. 
Turn Maryland into a football school. But who does who, that? Who does that? Dick Gaultier. Dick Gaultier. <laughs> Go Terrapins. Yeah. So uh, the, the Florida Maryland uh, connection pipeline. continues with Lavender Briggs. What? Yeah, Lavender Briggs transferred to Maryland. Lavender Briggs transferred to Maryland. Yeah. When? <laughs> like three days ago. I Honestly, know. I could have sworn she was on the team. No, it's it's amazing. She was our best player. She was good. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I went to a game this yeah, season. She's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah me and Lehman actually like went to the same points. game. She mm-hmm. scored fifty-two points in the game last year, and somehow this team, our the Gator women's basketball team. Is good. I mean, we blew out Kentucky, 23rd-ranked Kentucky, by, like, 25 points last night. Next two games, Sunday, 2.30, hosting number 11 LSU. They're 17-2. and two. The following week, uh, I think on Tuesday, they host number one South Carolina. They're 17-1. and one. So a couple of big matchups coming up for Gator Women's Basketball. Maybe we should turn into a Gator Women's Basketball podcast. No. Nah. I don't know. Give, give them their flowers. I mean, they're better than the men's. Right they, they, they are really better are. than the men. They really are. That's not hard to do, but they are. And they're, they're, this is just a pretty surprise good season for them. And I actually, clearly so was not. I was it. recording an episode with Patrick yesterday, and we had Flanders Fleming on. And Patrick huh. asked him about putting on the Georgia oh, hoodie, and yeah. he was like, "Honestly, like I, I wasn't really t- like." Zoned in, but like there's gonna expect a clip up on the Field of Sixty Eight YouTube next week of Pat. Flanders Fleming explaining himself why he was wearing a Georgia hoodie. That'll be up there. Check out the Field of 68 and all the amazing things they're doing if you're a huge college basketball fan, by the way. But that's completely separate. But, yeah, Flanders wearing the Georgia hoodie. We talked about it last week, but that was just – that's the definition of this college basketball season. Yeah, it's it's been tough, and it's just – I just – I'm so sick of Mike White, man. It's just so perfectly decent, the team, every single year. It's just – they're just so decent. Just well, it's so one thing to be perfectly decent if, you, you know, they love the team that they play for, but they're all one-year rentals. Like that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it, like I think it's a fair take that there's somewhat of a culture problem when you have guys wearing, you know, Georgia hoodies celebrating a I Georgia mean, they're, they're not there for the school at all. No, the rumblings I've heard in past year is that Mike White is like a stand-up guy, one yeah. of the best people you'll ever meet, but the players, they love him. But they just don't listen to him, no. and maybe it's because he's such like a nice guy. Maybe it's because, like, I feel like when you're just a coach, you kind of gotta. Listen you don't have yell. to be like a dickhead. You don't have to be like a mullen, like self-loathing but listen dickhead. To him yell when you go to a game on the court. He sounds like a mouse. Yeah, this, like, yeah he like, doesn't look like a yeller. Like shift, hmm. shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, His rotations are so uh, terrible. That was a like, good Mike White impression. No, he he doesn't let the players get hot. Like Flanders hit a flea uh, hit a. Oh. Hit a three the other night, and he took him out like right after he hit a three. You don't let your players get hot. The rotations make no sense. Nobody moves on offense, and it's been the same fucking thing for eight years. Yeah. I mean, I'm so like checked out of not. I don't want to say checked out I'm because checked out. I produce the podcast every week for Patrick I'm Young and the Rowdies. Go check that out. But I like it's just like it's not exciting anymore. Like it was it's exciting back exciting. in high school when we're coming off that elite eight run when the luckiest shot of all time is the only reason Mike White sells a job. Tournament. We had something to be excited about the PK 80. We were neck and neck with yeah. Duke. Chioza was in the running for sec player of the year. year. Jalen Hudson was awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was exciting, but ever since we've got into school here and I remember coming in at least we, we when me we and were, Will were coming in, we, we were, were already here. We were ranked, in the, top we were ranked yeah. in the top 10 because we had guys like Harry. Scotty Lewis. We had Trey Mann. We had Noah Black. Kerry Blackshear, and they were all terrible. All terrible. It's funny, like, at a certain point, when does Strickland look himself in the mirror and be like, hmm, 
why why do these players keep leaving? Hmm, why do we keep getting out of the round of 32? And if they're okay with making the tournament every year, that's fine, but tell us how it is. Don't advertise us like we're some big program. And, and exactly. And here's here's the thing, like we are a we are a national championship basketball team. And we are a national championship football team. Despite the lack of success from the football team in recent years, there's still an expectation that we should be and can be a national championship football team. For basketball, there just isn't that expectation anymore. That we, it just feels the, the entire fuel around this program is that this is just not a championship level program. And I'm hoping that there's something different about about Strickland because I didn't expect him to fire Damo. I didn't. So maybe I don't know. He's I, a little more. I think he willing likes to do that. I, I think I agree. I think he, I think he Mike likes White. Mike White because Mike White presents the school in a respectable way. Exactly. He gets exactly. the wins to get us to the tournament, which exactly. is where the money we'll, is. You will be in the tournament. We'll it, be it, in the tournament. He, he, do, he just does enough. He, he, he just does, does enough. enough. He doesn't do anything wrong. And you exactly. look at a guy like Strickland, who's from Mississippi State. He hired a guy like that when he hired Ben Howland, a guy who will get you to the tournament, even though Mississippi State never makes the tournament. Well, Ben Howland made it to the national they championship against us. Florida when he was at UCLA. But huh. Howland was a guy who could bring in talent, get you to the tournament every year, and be a respectable image for the school. I see very much similarities with Mike White. I do think, however, if White got fired, which I don't know if he ever will, I think he'd be hired up by another school in like an instance. I think another school would give him a chance. Yeah. There was talk know. of him going to Utah. Really? Some Mike White? <laughs> some, some loose. It might have just been message board stuff. But. Um... Yeah, hey, he's a power five. That's he's a power five coach. Do. I don't. Maybe you go to like UCF. If Johnny Dawkins ever leaves there. Like his brother. Ke- oh no, Danny's. Danny's the AD at Danny Tennessee w- now. Danny White. They wouldn't hire him. No, yeah, they have Barnes. Yeah, they, but, but Barnes isn't getting any younger. Tennessee's more of a basketball program than we are now. Oh, it's much. I mean, they're a basketball, basketball school at this point. Yeah. What do we have like the past couple of years? Middle of the pack SEC team, a couple of round of thirty, round of sixty four wins. Like, I don't know. This is a college football podcast though. College we'll football squeeze podcast. In a little, we'll yeah. squeeze in a little basketball here every once mm-hmm. in a while. Play Vanderbilt tomorrow. I'll probably go to the game. But yeah, anything else, guys? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot going on in college football right now. Huh? Christian Robinson's joining Auburn. Yes, yeah, that I was gonna say that. Yeah, that is good for him. Good for him. I yeah, went to the Hula Bowl. Yeah, let's talk about your Hula Bowl experience. Uh, so a good friend of mine. I've talked about him on the show before. Ethan Weinstein. He works with a company called Dreamfield. A gr- Dreamfield actually funds the Gator Collective, which we've talked about many times on the show. Dreamfield is a app that gets you. You could sign up for it. It's a service as an athlete you could sign up for. And if you're a business, you could sign up for it too. And it literally is just a dashboard which pairs athletes like with different NIL deals. It's a great thing. It's a really great thing. It was part of the charge of the NIL legislation coming to light in Florida. So they helped put on the Hula Bowl, which was it was quite the event. It was designed around Mackenzie Milton. Really? It was literally designed around Mackenzie Milton. And I, I don't think I've seen a worse quarterback performance in a long time. Which was really upsetting because every upsetting. time you would take the field, it was my first time at the bounce house, uh, and the ba- the bounce house was like shaking every, and there weren't that many people there. For him, yeah, yeah, well, but I mean, like, it was like, what's the bounce house? Yeah, it's about, and they they were like shaking for Mackenzie Milton. I was like, oh, let's go, Mackenzie, like let's do something here, and he just consistently like overthrowing. Just, just but like, terrible. You can't really fault the guy. I mean, he should have lost his leg. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah. It's, but it's I did meet bad. I did so meet good. his dad. It, it was kind of awkward because I was with a bunch of people from Dreamfield. 
and they were all introducing themselves like because they met like over zoom but they and like my fr- ethan was like hey i'm ethan like I, ethan weinstein i work with dreamfield and i'm like it gets to me like to shake his hand i'm just like hi i'm sam he <laughs> <laughs> was like, hey, I'm Sam from Old Back Down. He was like, hey, Sam, nice to meet you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nice to meet you nice too, man. But yeah, man. Um, other takeaways saw Levi Lewis, Billy's boy. He was solid. He, there was a pick six. I'm telling you. Brandon Peters threw a pick six, but also threw like a 70 yard touchdown. Brandon Peters somehow is still in college. That's crazy. Valentino, that crazy. Valentino played well. I was driving by the stadium to go to like a parking garage. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone in a Gators 55 jersey smoking mm. a cigar. And I figured, oh, it's just probably a Gators fan wearing like a Brandon Spikes jersey or something. <laughs> and then I walk into the stadium and I see it's a Valentino jersey. So I'm like, oh, that must be his parents. Like, good for them. Groovy. Breaking news. Groovy. Um, it's not very breaking news, but four Sat years. behind them for uh, the, the LSU. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were nice, people. nice people. So, yeah. Four Gators Horrible. just De- tweeted. Decent um, event. That Corey De- Bell. Decent. Corey Bell, yep. Yeah, he yep. was officially hired as a. Uh, Quality control and running backs coach. Really? Because Miami yeah. was yeah, talking I about like bringing Miami him. Miami might exactly. take him. They were yeah. talking about him to replace Tira. By the way, Miami. Like, oh, yeah. They're in shambles. Apparently. Yeah, Miami's in shambles. But they have no I've coordinator also hires. seen that Michael Ryan Ruiz, you know, the guy that works for Levitard, he's yeah. become like he's become a big booster for Miami and was part of the charge in getting Cristobal. Yep. He came out and said that Miami didn't want Bryles. Bryles wanted Miami. But his CAA was using it as a tactic to get more money from Arkansas. But Bryles, he's done a great job at Arkansas. I mean, yeah. If you're but willing, who wouldn't, who wouldn't if want you're willing to overlook the whole Baylor incident, like people were willing to with Jeff Levy. That was his dad. Oh, yeah, I don't I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, but, but that was his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coordinators Kendall, aren't responsible for that kind of stuff. Yeah, Jeff Levy's back. Levy has moved on up in the world. Yeah, Levy's Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel. Well, Dylan Gabriel. If, uh, you know, Jackson Dart, who was, you know, other, other than Caleb, who maybe this take will come back to haunt me, but, I mean, I'm going to take him off of the transfer portal market, at least for our purposes. I, I think he's locked in at USC, which would make Jackson Dart the top uh, portal prospect at quarterback. He's narrowed himself down to two choices, Ole Miss or Oklahoma, and which, if you're Dylan Gabriel, you've got to be shaking a little bit. Like, um, you know. I've heard insider sources that say they – that Gabriel will probably still be the guy, even if they get Dart. It's even just if more, they, uh, what I've heard is that Dart is they so are much not talent. confident in their quarterback room. Specifically, Levy is not confident in Nick Evers. Like apparently, Nick Evers sucks. He had nothing to do with recruiting Nick Evers. Me. Yeah, yeah that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Look, even if Nick Evers was good, it just it's he's gonna. I feel like his mom is just gonna ruin things for him. Monica, like, it just like she's actually a psychopath. Mama Evers. Mama. No, it's funny because Evers, like can't throw a football. <laughs> No, I mean he can, but apparently he can't like throw it to pillars. Well, that's a, a, a mullen take. Yeah. Let uh, me take this kid and make him into. He probably saw him on two four seven. Like, oh, four stars, ninety five grade. We'll, we'll offer him. Well, Christian, get out and offer him. <laughs> well, <laughs> give him my number. Tell him I'm tell him I'm on a jog though. I got to post on my Instagram story. Post what should I post today? Scott told me I got to be more friendly to the fan base. <laughs> Let me post my jogs. Yeah, I mean I've, I've been posting my runs too, but. They're longer. They're a lot longer than dance. Uh, you know, actually, my roommate Josh Edelman, a friend of the show, yeah. said to me the other night. He he was like, "How does Lehman like have time in his day like to do these runs?" Like, and I'm actually genuinely curious. Could you tell me like, how do you plan it out? Like, I really don't. I just kind of takes away from other stuff that I should be doing, honestly. But you know, well, yeah, you're on the fucking gauntlet of business finance and, and LSAT. The LSAT, yeah, honestly, I probably 
don't quite have time. I just kind of, eh, I don't know. But it's we, good for your health. It's yeah, good for my mental it. health. It's good for my physical health. Cardio health is obviously, you know, it's not. It's not a. The heart's not a glamour muscle, but it's probably the muscle that pays to work the most. Keeps you alive. I get great cardio because there is no elevator in my apartment building, and I live on the third there floor. There you go. That, that is my cardio. Yeah. I, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I'm just going to break for, from this because I, I, you know, yeah, that's Jacob, fine. Jacob wants here. He's, uh, he's, Kane's, Kane's Empire. Kane's Empire. Yeah. Guy runs Kane's Empire. Student at the University of Florida and hates the Gators. I, I just, it, 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 it pains me because we argue about this a lot, and he's like, you told me yesterday, oh, I heard Miami's going to get Corey Bell. They I don't even Corey hate Bell. Miami. I don't even I don't, hate, I don't, I don't I hate Miami. I hate, I hate Miami. Oh, we're going to get Corey I mean, I Bell, used Corey to Bell. Uh, sort of why like are you stuff. bragging about getting Corey Bell? I know. Yeah, sure, said, have him. First of all, yesterday he was, I was like, oh, Miami can't hire OC. That sucks for them. And he's like, well, we didn't even hire. We didn't even offer Art Bryos. I'm like, wait, well, it was clearly all mutual interest. In well, people forget. You, you thought you were getting Joe Brady a month exactly, ago. Exactly, exactly. People forget. What's that dude doing? Yeah, what is he doing? I don't know. Dolphins take out. No, no, and, they um, wouldn't hire. Oh my god! You know, let's get in this Dolphins bullshit. We're interviewing Vance Joseph. We're gonna today. fucking hire Vance Joseph. Oh, <laughs> we are so gonna hire. We are Vance so gonna hire Vance Joseph. I honestly wouldn't be sad. I'll just be. I'll just be like Dolphins. I, 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 I actually, sure. like, I can't. I, I don't like. I, I can't do. I just. I can't do. We're, I think if we hire Vance Joseph, it, it pains me to say this because I try not to be a fair weather, but I, I don't know if I could root for them if I, we hire Vance Joseph. Nah, that's that's just admitting mediocrity. Exactly. Yeah, literally. It's, it's What's that going to do for Tua? What's that gonna, if you are going all in on Tua, what is that going to do for Tua? There, okay, there are two guys that if we hire that I might just not be a fan anymore. It's, it's, it's Vance Joseph and Todd Bowles. Is Todd Bowles even in the line? Apparently he is. They, what did Matt Canada said if the Dolphins end up requesting permission to speak with Todd Bowles, Quote things could get interesting. I don't want. I, I don't want Thomas Brown, the Rams running back coach. Of of all the options, I would say he's not my least. I, I don't want him, but he's like, hey, he sounds interesting. I just, I guess, what is wrong with you, Steve Ross? Do you want to sell tickets? Isn't it just you want to sell tickets? Hire Mike McDaniel's. You'll sell freaking tickets, man. Well, there's the one rumor floating around about Mike McDaniel, though. I think Mike McDaniel that would he would not go to oh, a state thing, that yeah, doesn't. It, it's honestly, I, that yeah, could have been a joke. Yeah. That might be. <laughs> Actually, I haven't heard that. Yeah. Yeah. No way. It's floating around. Good for you, man. You yeah. stand your ground. And I buy it 100%. I, 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 I think also, it's probably see, true. I mean, I he, it, it's a little fucked like, up to say, but like, he had, apparently he's like battled alcoholism in the past. So like. Mike McDaniel? Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Like apparently. Oh, my head coach. Yeah. It's my head coach. It just, it just, just high. So that's fine with me. Yeah. I don't, I, at this point in time in my fandom, I no longer want to hire someone that's going to have us win games. I want to hire someone that's going to literally pique my interest. I want to be interested. I, I, Doug Peterson I doesn't interest me. Dan Quinn doesn't interest me. Vance Joseph does not interest is me. Is having but the Mike time Ma- of his life. life. Right, let's put the, the Vance Joseph quote to get yeah. excited for our new head coach. So our next head coach. Hold on. That, that's, hold on. Do you have a better quality video? Yeah, yeah. let's okay. find a better quality Oh, this was the Spanish guy from Sergio, like 20... Sergio Dip. On oh, Vanchosa. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Sergio yeah, Dip. I, 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 there's got to be a better... There's got to be a better one, better quality than that. Oh, yeah, we got an ad here from Apartments.com. So, yeah. Not, not a sponsor of the show, but it's in the volume down. Okay. 2017 Chargers... Uh, have you guys been seeing this Chargers JT Broncos. Daniels and Jermaine Burden going to Ole Miss shit? 
That I mean, that's a good rental for Lane. Lane and Charlie Weiss Jr. were both in Athens yesterday recruiting him. Right, here we go. There we go. Coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life. Having the, the time, time of, of his, his life. life. Now, that was actually uh, uh, Sergio Depp. He was a ESPN reporter, and that was on, yeah. live on Monday Night Football week one. That was the doubleheader. What twenty? That was the 2017, 2017, yeah. 2017 yeah. week one. They're playing the Chargers. Broncos, Chargers doubleheader. You know who? Do you know who was calling that game? Who was the play-by-play play for that game? Mm, Tess. No, Beth Mowens. Yes, Beth Mowens. Uh. It was the one. I, I, I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm not gonna say anything else. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But just, just I, I didn't. The, that's all. That's that's all I'm saying. So yeah, by the time we record next week, the Dolphins will probably have a coach, and it'll probably be freaking. It, it'll Joseph. probably be Vance Joseph. Just uh. like it's, it, it, let me do, let me hire like why is, let, why let is, Will Evanson do make the hire. Why are they so Seriously. incompetent? Let, let, why yeah. are they so incompetent? Did you relay my message to Tom Garfinkel? I'm going to when I meet him. Yeah, we, we will not share my message, but I have a message that needs to be related to Tom Garfinkel. <laughs> and if I get this Dolphins internship, things are going to change. Things are going to change. Yeah, right from the communications department. <laughs> <laughs> from the ground up. <laughs> Working my way up. Okay, we can do it. Yeah, so that's gonna, NFL playoffs this weekend. Want to get some picks? Yeah, let's, let's yeah. get some picks. Why not? I Why did not? this on sports scene earlier. I'm going all chalk. I think all the favorites are going to win. Nope. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going not chalk. Okay, well, I'll take the Bills for, for one. I will take the Bills. Give me the Chiefs at home. I will take the Bills. Give me the Chiefs at home. Josh Allen's a different breed. I, I've been picking the Bills in all these games for the last two years because I'm in love with their front office, their coaching staff. Well, and they lost team. a member of their front office today. They did, but he's not. He's, he's what is he going to do right now? Like, it's, what he's, it's what they built there. Okay, so I'm also going to take the Bengals. No, don't... The Titans are the number one team in the AFC without their two best players. They were the number one seed in the AFC yeah, without their two. Who they beat the last two weeks? Bro, but look at who they've beat on the they season. Beat the Dolphins. Look, let me pull up their schedule. Okay, they, no, they, they've had some good wins. Look, I don't care. The bang. I just want to ride, ride, this, ride, the, ride the Burrow train. I like Burrow. I'm rooting for him. Okay, you know what? Okay, I'll take the Titans, but I'm going to take Bengals plus three and a half. The Titans beat... Hmm. Bengals plus three and a half. Bengals plus three and a half? Maybe. We'll see. It's going to be a close one. Uh, but I'll take the Packers minus five and a half. Yep. I think the Niners, I, I think are, the really Packers are going to win. The Niners are a really good team, but Jimmy, it's just Jimmy. Jimmy sucks. In the cold, you can. Trey Lance, no. Trey Lance coming out party next year. I agree. I can see it. He's so and good. And I'm glad I will no longer have to root against the Niners because I like the Niners. I, oh, I, don't, I don't like having their draft pick. Yeah, I hate it. I really I don't. Hate it. I, like, I want to root for them. I wish, they, I wish we were the Niners. I wish we were the Niners. But, like, I, oh. That's why I want Michael Daniel. Turn Jalen Waddle to Debo Samuel. Please. But it doesn't matter because we still have Chris Greer. They have like they have one of the best GMs in football. Man fleeced us. Yeah, they have one of the best no, GMs in football. Us. Yeah, it was a fair trade. No, it was a very fair trade. If anything, the Eagles probably fleeced um, us a little bit. The Eagles have three picks. Like back. Give me the Rams. How will Howie screw it up? Though. Rams over the Bucks. I just want to be different. I, I don't. Know, I don't want to pick Brady. I don't want to pick Brady. The, I like. The Rams. I don't like the Rams though. I, I don't like them. 
Matthew Stafford. Yeah, the problem is Matthew Stafford just can do these right, terrible, terrible things. I don't have anything wrong with Matthew Here's Stafford as a player. I, I actually admire the way he plays, but I can't stand that the Georgia 1981 narrative and the Matthew Stafford not being able to win a playoff game narrative ending in the same year. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. One of them has to push. That's true. <laughs> and Georgia, Georgia won, so sorry, Matthew, you're out of luck. Fair enough. But I, I look, the one thing that can beat Brady is good pressure, is inside pressure. And they're missing Ryan Jensen, too. Yeah, exactly. they, they are. They're going to have Worf, so. Which but is they're going to have Lenny, who's on my player pool team. Okay, fine. Bengals plus three and a half, Packers minus five and a half, Rams plus two and a half, Bills plus one and a half. Bills Fair. my line, actually. Done. Call it. Believe it. I'm going to go Bengals outright. Love it! Joe Burrow Love in, I, I forget what the stat exactly. In big but games? Not big, like, big uh, like playoff, like like games where... You have to win. Elimination. Or yeah, yeah, even must regular, win games. Must win, must games. win but... Some regular season too is right, right, yeah. un unbe- I, I I don't have time to pull up the numbers right now, but he is otherworldly in those kind of games. I don't trust Tannehill in a playoff game. I just don't. I'm sorry, Tanny, but Bengals outright. Green Bay minus five and a half. I think LA will keep it somewhat close, but I I'm not able to pick against Brady. And then Buffalo outright. Buffalo, so those are yeah, our picks. I right, Buffalo. So I think Buffalo is going to win. All right, we're we're in a similar boat here. Right, Bengals, Bills, Ace Championship game, just one for the ages. I mean, that's sick. The the game is changing. My two favorite quarterback receiver combos to watch right now I in agree. that game. I agree. I mean, I wouldn't say favorite because I'm just so jealous. I'm just so I'm jealous of every team in the league, man. I'm just jealous. I get jealous. Rodgers and Adams are up there too. I just want to I just want to get to the playoffs. I just, just want to be there. We're playing a different like. sport than these teams are. That's Literally, the reality of the situation. When I watch, yeah, like, when I watch the like Buffalo Bills ready. play football, like oh, we yeah, are not no. playing oh, the same sport that they're specifically offense. Un- well, yeah, yeah, defense. Which is why it's just I'm like, not talking about our why defense. Why are we hire Vince? Jo- oh, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We can talk about the UFC for a second. No, well, great. You can. I, great card. You can talk about it. Oh, well, it's, oh, tomorrow night. I'm. I would say I've never been more excited for a fight of any kind in my lifetime. It's, dude. It's probably. The closest a fight has been going into the fight. Right. Can you fill me in who, who's fighting? Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, there's a little bit of context. Cyril Ghosn. Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion of the world, defeated Stipe Miocic in their second fight back in March to become the undisputed UFC heavyweight champion. Ngannou is from Cameroon, mm. and he went back to Cameroon to celebrate with his people because if you aren't familiar with Ngannou, Ngannou grew up from nothing in Cameroon and made his way from Africa, literally hitchhiked from Africa to Europe. And in Europe, no way. he ended up in Paris. He wanted to become a professional boxer, so he went to this gym called the MMA Factory in Paris, and he start, he was homeless. Like, And they started training him, and they were like, Ferdinand Lopez, the coach of MMA Factory, said, no, nah, Francis, like, you need to start MMA. Like, MMA is for you. Francis started MMA. He's a fucking behemoth. Like, he was a one-in-a-million type person. Long story short, Francis becomes a legend, becomes a superstar in the UFC because he's baptizing the entire heavyweight division. Loses his initial fight to Stipe, and then loses another fight after to Derek Lewis. After that, he left his camp from MMA Factory, and he moved to Vegas, started training at Extreme Couture out of Las Vegas. And here comes this guy named Cyril Gon. Cyril Gon starts training. He is a he was a Muay Thai fighter who trained out of Paris, started training. In the MMA factory, the same time as Ngannou, 
And he became Fernand Lopez because part of the reason why Nganu left MMA Factory is because of his relationship with Fernand Lopez really soured. Fernand Lopez says that Nganu has an ego. Nganu just says he does not like Fernand. But long story short, Gon becomes, <laughs> Gon creates his path in the UFC. And then when Nganu celebrating in Cameroon, they were trying to book him for a fight. And when they couldn't book him for a fight, they were like, all right, Francis, fuck you, because that's how Dana operates. And they gave the fight to Gon. It was Gon versus Lewis for the interim heavyweight title. Long story short, Gon wins the interim heavyweight title. Now they're unifying the belts in a crazy fight. Sure, Cyril Gon has never lost. Francis Ngannou has lost three times, but he has never been finished. I think it's either going to be a Ngannou knockout or Gon's just going to control him for 25 minutes. I was going with Ngannou for a long time before this fight just because I think Ngannou has the most power we've ever seen from a heavyweight. I think Ngannou is a one-in-a-million type of person. God couldn't even create people like that. But I think Cyril Gaon is the type of athlete you would need to beat him, similar to a Stipe Miocic. I'm going to go with Cyril Gaon. And also, we have the trilogy to the greatest lightweight flyweight fight of all time, Brandon Moreno versus Devison Figueredo. They had a great fight back in December of 2020, the same night as the LSU Florida game with the thrown shoe, actually. That was one of the best, the best flyweight fight of all time. It was a majority draw. They fight again on UFC 263 back in June. Moreno outclassed him because Figueredo had troubles cutting weight. And now they're fighting again for a third time. I, th I think Moreno will beat him. I like Brandon Moreno. He's a really likable dude. I'm taking Cyril Gaon. Thank you very much. I'm going with Cyril Gaon, too. My friend, Bre good friend Brett Sachs, friend of the show, thinks Cyril Gaon is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Wow. And I he, agree. he has only 10 fights in his career. I agree. I've Brett? never seen anything like him in my entire life. I think Steve well, I mean, watched one fight. But the thing I will like, say, the you like the notorious, the notorious heavyweight, like the world-renowned heavyweight, greatest heavyweight of all time, is Stipe Miocic, and Francis Ngannou fucking bounced Stipe's head on the canvas like a basketball. Like it's insane. <laughs> Lehman, go watch these Ngannou highlights. They're I, insane. Well, I was gonna pick him anyway, but once you told me the Brett Sachs nugget, I am fully fading Brett Sachs' pick here because he told me probably my least favorite take that I've heard in the last couple weeks, which was that he thinks Jack Miller is going to beat out Anthony Richardson. And that made me physically <laughs> angry. So, and the whole hitchhiking from Africa to Europe thing, like that's one of those things when I look at the world map, it's like, sometimes I think like, huh, like you, you could hypothetically like go on foot from like, Con but no it's, one would ever do it, story. but he actually did it. And you that is so up, cool. A, really cool. Video, that is really cool. A Joe Rogan video of Ngannou explaining how he got to Paris and like, how he, like he just like people drove him. Like, I think he like hitchhiked. Like I have wow. no <laughs> idea what happened. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. I'd love to do that one day. There's Maybe. an ESPN story out about it right now, but yeah, I love UFC NFL. I'm going to park my ass on the couch tomorrow. Big day. Yes. Big sports day. The Auburn. Sunday, by the way, the Sunday NFL games, like uh, two Super Bowl caliber games in the same day. Yeah. I've been saying oh, yeah. for years the divisional round is the best round of the NFL playoffs. I agree. My favorite um, by far. The I love the divisional I, I round. I was going to ride with the wild card just because it's constant football. But you have four yeah, right, good games. Yeah. But, you know, the matchups are always. Type of deal. Yeah. I mean, in the divisional round, these are always good matchups. Yeah. These are going to be good matchups. Mm -hmm. And I think all the matchups this weekend are good. Yeah, this I, year I in can't particular. really see any right. blowouts on the board. The only one I could see happening is the Packers. I think the Packers might blow out the Niners. Right. But yeah. 
this is a Gators football podcast that was talked about Gators football maybe for like five minutes today. <laughs> but we love all sports here on Won't Back Down, and we certainly won't back down yeah. from continuing to make content. Even in the dog days of the offseason, we're going to try and get guests. We're going to do segments. We're going to revisit some of our favorite Gator moments of all time. Just let us figure this shit out yeah. first. Yeah, I got a thing or two up the sleeve. Yeah, Next week, we have some college football stuff coming. We, we got like. stuff coming. The transfer portal... We got National Signing Day coming up soon. If you like nostalgia, you'll like some of the upcoming stuff. We got that Big we got. Will's Dolphins interview coming up soon. Oh, well, well, it already happened. Potentially okay. another interview coming up. Well, soon. Well, no, I think the interview, interview process is done. I'm a finalist. Uh, I think I have heard, can't confirm. There are four finalists with one spot. I don't. Con- I, I don't. I'm not sure. But I'm gonna find. Can out you just tell weeks. them that you love the Dolphins more than the other three? I've you told definitely them, like, do. You should I, see. I, I, I don't care who they interview, are. I had the two of flag in the back, yeah. and I told him I was a big dolphin. Look, like, you know what? I think we'll see what happens. I'll find out in like I think a week and a half, two weeks, if I get it or not. So, and you'll have to relay my message to Tom Garfield. <laughs> that will happen. Whoever you other three candidates are out there, you do not love the yeah, Dolphins as shit. much as Big Will. You so suck. Screw you. Three candidates. Yeah. Well, not if find another team. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Gators. Go Gators. Fins up. Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.